What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a pretty good week. Um, I'm you'll hear Wimbledon on the telly. Um, let me turn the volume down a little bit. I'm watching Federer and Nadal at Wimbledon. Such a two legends of the sport. Um, random, very random. I'm in London, in Teddington. Um, sure anyone that follows me on social media knows that or I've actually trained with a couple of people or bumped into a couple of people and so people know um, it wasn't a secret that I was thinking about making a change and um, you know it was uh, it was really tough and maybe that's something we can talk about today is like making change and if you have to make changes that it can be really difficult and almost really scary and um, and, it, and it was for me um, but I think I, I handled it as well as I could and um, and and here I am I'm in Teddington I'm like living here for a little bit for now um, I'm setting up a support network here with physio and um, other little bits and pieces that are really exciting that I can't sort of discuss just yet because they're not um, they're not finalized they're not in place so um, there's no point really having that conversation yet, but it'll 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 be something I've never tried before, and um, which sort of helps track recovery and and things like this. And similar to the Whoop company that I worked for, but a lot more concrete um, data because it's all bloods and um, it's it's facts. It's not um, like relying on the wrist heart rate monitor. Or, um, by the way, Amazon in London is epic. It has like same day delivery. It's, it's gonna stop me ever going to a store. I ordered nail clippers on Amazon, same day delivery, and a toothbrush and toothpaste the other day. Epic. So sorry, I'm just ripping a parcel open. Um. So yeah, things travel went really well. You know, you knew I was being really indecisive about travel, and um, I ended up just going for it and um, booking it, and and I guess hoping that I'd be okay. I think there was. You know, I was really scared about making a change because I was scared that, you know, I'd fly all the way to London and um, waste flights that I was supposed to get on at the end of the month and things like this. And, you know, wake up in London with the same problems that I had in Flagstaff um, and, and the same sort of like, I don't know, maybe it's like feelings or something that was going on, a little unhappiness or a little nagging something in the back of my head that wasn't quite settled and wasn't quite content. Um, I, I was really worried that like, you know, what the fuck do you do when you wake up like, shit, you know, you wake up like you fly Tuesday or you fly Monday, you get there Tuesday and you, you get over jet lag and you wake up Thursday and you're like, yeah, I just feel the same. <laughs> um, I was really afraid about that and I was really afraid that it was going to be a mistake or um, like things like this and, and that was really tough for me um, I I had to go through the right channels you could say and you know Under Armour likes us to be in Flagstaff it was part of the deal was that we'd base ourselves in Flagstaff so I had to talk to Under Armour and, and explain how things were going and how I was feeling and the fact that I had had that I guess little breakdown and and little bit of emotions and that uh, it wasn't just a little breakdown it was a, it was a pretty big one for me um which you know it had been a really long time since I had felt that way um 
but, but yeah, look, uh, maybe it's what needed to happen. Maybe it was my body telling me that something wasn't quite right. And the only way to fix that was to make a bit of a change. Like I said, change fucking scares the shit out of me. Um, so I, I made it, adapted, and um, Under Armour were the best brand ever and so supportive and honestly just really wanted to see me excel in what I'm doing and, and wherever that works best for me. Well, that's um, they're, they're trying their best right now to set things up in Flagstaff and get a group culture and full-time coaches up there and things like this, and that's all going to take time. It's all very new. Um. I just explained I thought I was spending too much time by myself and too much time in my own head, which you guys will all understand. My my head is very fucking complex and you spend too much time up in there and it can fuck you up. Um and, and so yeah, so we move on. Um I got to London Tuesday. I, I slept eight and a half hours of the nine and a half hour flight. I had a full row and I really set myself up well. Um if anybody is stuck in a situation and they are thinking about making a change um whatever it may be um just talk to people um sometimes talking to people don't talk to too many people I think that was one of my mistakes was I was speaking to too many people and different people had different ideas and it 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 probably just confused me um I I I spoke to people people that are unbiased and close to me um and then i just i i mean i i i indecisively or not indecisively i rushed into booking the first flight on the friday and i was going to get to london on the saturday and you know i thought it through and i i'd seen how it would play out and it would be too rushed and i hadn't spoke the under armor and um so i didn't follow through with that but you know i i spent the next couple of days and trying to settle down in Flagstaff, trying to get my brain and everything to just calm down and maybe move away from the idea of moving back to London or Ireland. And, and it just kept nagging at me. So, look, I, I took a chance. Um, I knew logically on paper I did a pros and cons list. And I knew logically on paper that London might not be able to fix everything, but that it could definitely, like help a few of the things along let me tell you a small example of that you know you get to london tuesday i'm only off the plane an hour and i meet up with ross murray for a coffee um, and then i end up at dinner the next night with ross and my friend gavin from university who was down getting physio i walk into town to do some work and i bump into two other runners ben coldre and richard goodman and we go for a panini and Tennington's a cool spot so you guys know that one of the one of the issues with flag was just maybe lack of social and i'm not just talking about like drinking and anything like that but just social and in general and that that got really tough um and i could only sort of sustain that for so long um but yeah um that was that was a small change and actually it was a fucking huge change to jump on a plane and fly to london and not necessarily know when you're going to go back and um I love the idea of Flagstaff, you know, I love the, like, big group up there to train with, and amazing place, and altitude, and um, I wake up Thursday morning, I'm going to go to the track to do a track session, the track's closed for a sports day, I end up jumping in with Craig Winrow's group, and doing 8 by k with about four people on bikes, helping and supporting you, and, like, maybe a group of, like, 15 guys, honestly, I... Oh my god, I loved it. Um had had a really good session given that I only flew two days before and 
it was just really nice. Um, just a sec. Yeah, it was just really nice. Um, so change is really tough, you know, that's the bottom line. Um, I don't think it's easy for anybody. It depends what you're changing, depends, you know, really tough, but really healthy. I think we all get a bit too stuck. Similar patterns, similar routines, similar breakfast, similar runs that we do every day, similar races that we race every year, um, similar physio. You know, everything we do in life is a bit habitual, you could call it. You know, habit. And same dentist, same hairdresser, same hair appointment every month. And I think it, it's healthy and sometimes almost a little bit exciting to challenge yourself and change it up a little bit. And um, yeah, like I think it's good to have a routine and it's good to have habits, but not to be like stuck. Um, so yeah, maybe that's something to think about. Um, and, and like I say, if you do need to make a change and you are shit scared, like I, I don't know, make it. It might be the wrong decision. Fuck it up and just just be okay with that. That's the bottom line. If you're okay with it and you're willing to, if I came here and, you know, um, people didn't support it and it turned out to be a mistake, well, like, it was me that made the call and it's me who will deal with it at the end of the day. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and I had to be okay with that, but I knew that, I'd given flag a few days and I knew that things weren't really picking up for me. And so it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, and, and that's all, that's all you can, that's all you can do. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I went to bed. I fucking watched Love Island. <laughs> that's so good. What a stupid show, but it is fucking hilarious. Um, I, I laugh my head off watching it. Um, you know, and that's been really cool. Like I, I've really got, I, I, you know, I went to bed the other night and, it was just a a real sense of like happiness that I just haven't really felt for a while. And I, I had a meeting today with a company that I'm hoping help. And um, like I said, with the recovery stuff and um, I, I left there really excited about what they could do and how they could help. And, um, you know, I've told you guys about this before. If I make changes and I go somewhere new, like I'm very proactive about setting it up to be the best possible place for me. So I called up the coaches at St. Mary's and, you know, I asked what sort of training is being done and, and can I use the facilities, the track and the gym? And they were fully supportive. And, um, you know, I, I had a chiropractor appointment this morning and a physio appointment this morning. And, and these were all set up as I was leaving Flagstaff, you know, because the sooner you can get your new setup up and running and, um, facilitate everything that you need the better and you can't can't let things drag on and end up getting injured next week because you didn't get any treatment post travel and you know straight back into training but no treatment injury next week and all of a sudden you think you've made a mistake but the mistake was lack of lack of focus on your new situation and your needs um yeah so that's just a friendly tip or thing that i've learned over the years like um, you know, I learned from the Portugal mistakes. Like I told you guys, it took me probably two weeks before I set anything up in Portugal and not a bit of wonder fatigue kicked in and that was a diet thing. And, um, like just, yeah, maybe, maybe a lack of routine that I had built in flag that was healthy around training and, um, flew to Portugal and yeah, just sat around all day and did bugger all. Um, 
So um, here we are. I'm in London. Um, I fully intend to stay here um, through Doha. Um, I then, I, I mean, I'm lucky because my friend Scott overall, like I said, is training for Berlin Marathon. Um, and Berlin's a week before um, Doha. So I think there's going to be a lot of stuff we can do together. We're probably going to do a Sunday run together this Sunday, which might be like a pretty solid run. Um, and Doha's not that far away that I, I like, you know, I can't be like super laid back about that next marathon buildup because it's like, pretty sure it's like 12 weeks this Sunday. And I always think 12 weeks to go is a good day to do your first kind of solid long run. Um, because you can't always bank on being fully healthy and fully able to do good long runs between now and the race. Things pop up, little niggles, little health things, maybe a race or two. Um, so it's always good to bank one a little bit early. 12 weeks isn't actually that early, but you know what I mean. Um, so, yep, that's the plan. Um, I'm going to go into central London tonight and meet my friend Gavin. Um, I actually fucking might miss Monaco, which is a bit of a disaster, but uh, maybe I can stream it or get like the app Sky Go. I think it's on Eurosport. Then I kind of kill two birds with one stone and I can watch it. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so yeah, so that's like, you know, God, you guys have followed this journey so much and it fucking really is like the Truman Show. Um, but I think that's really cool. Um, I, it's just weird to me when I bump into people that listen and I think, fuck, this person knows I'm a nutter. You know, <laughs> they know like everything that goes on in my head. And, you know, maybe that's just an honesty thing. But I, I also just get it. Like, I I, I think it, I. one thing I would say is like, this is not I'm not being defensive here or anything, but. You know, I was running with a guy on Wednesday, Richard Goodman, and he was telling me, you know, buddy, like shit you got to get out of your own head and you got to like set like relax a bit sometimes with the running. And, and I know I do. So like, I'm really, I'm really aware of that. And, and I know too much time in your own head or too much time focusing on one thing, like running can be really destructive. And so there was, there was no, like, I wasn't upset at all by like Richard saying that. And I knew it and he didn't say it to upset me. It was just, we were talking about Flagstaff and why I sort of thought it was a good idea to bounce. And, um, but in my defensive nature, I would say do your own podcast for a week and talk for 30 to, you know, 40 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes and shit, you'll see that it's, <laughs> you, you end up saying a lot of things that you're like, I don't know if I want to share that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is quite fun. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of an open book because I'm not, I, I don't think I'm ashamed of anything that goes on in my head or, um, thoughts that I have or goals that I have or, um, I'm really not like, I'm really, I'm really open about stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, I'm going to go into London tonight. I'm really excited about that. Um, not for like a heavy night out or anything, but me and Gavin are going to meet one of Gavin's friends who guy called Alex who works in the city and they usually go for like a couple of beers um after work or whatnot and um it's something I used to really enjoy um and and I mean I, I there's a time and a place for the I don't know aggressive partying you could say like you know big night out and clubs and late nights and you know two weeks before the Irish champs isn't sort of the time and place for that but 
if you guys know the the couple of months that I've, or, well, a couple of weeks that I sort of went through there with the breakdown and all the rest of it, I think it's a really good thing for me to go and just relax and not really focus on running for a night and and not be sitting around in the normatex thinking how tomorrow's session will go or anything like that. Just just really chill out and um. It's not going to happen overnight, like, don't get me wrong. I might go tonight and, like, have a few beers and come home and question it a little bit and think, hmm, you know, should I have done that, blah, blah, blah. It's not, this change isn't going to happen overnight, but I'm just thinking it's a long-ass way to, like, um, things like Tokyo next year, the next Commonwealth Games, the next European Champs, and um, I don't think it requires, like, 150 weeks of monk lifestyle focus it just requires whether it's 90 10 you know and i've done my double run today i've done my gym stuff and like did to go have a few beers i i I shouldn't even need to like justify it (laughs) and that's that's where the problem lies at the minute there's there's a little bit of yeah there's just a little bit of confusion that maybe running maybe running doesn't demand as much as i sort of thought in the past and um it did demand a bit too much from me and that's why eventually things got to the point where psychologically I just couldn't handle it um but yeah I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make little changes and um and, and just for my own happiness and my own sanity and um, it's it'll be so fucking nice to just laugh and relax and 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 I I'm a really it's funny I I, I say out loud right now I'm a pretty funny person and a good personality and stuff but running changes you a little bit and you shrivel up into your own little monk lifestyle like I said and Mr. Serious and sometimes almost like Mr. Judgmental like oh my god look at that person having fun and not focusing on their running tonight like how dare they like that's a bit fucking pathetic and and I I slowly notice myself moving in that direction and um I think that was the the craving for change it needed to change um because without change, it wasn't going to be sustainable. And I just wanted to be myself again. Like, you know, if we go back two years, I used to fucking party every weekend. And I used to come home at four o'clock in the morning and still manage a two-hour wrong run on a Sunday pretty fast. Um, countless times. I can remember lots of times, like four or five weeks in a row, maybe. Um, and I'm not saying that's the balance. It's not like, you know, fuck me, I'm a professional athlete now there's an expectation just just for you guys there's an expectation to show up to work and you know like you don't necessarily need to be on it every single day of the week and like driven for the company to be the best company in the world every single day of the week but there's certainly an expectation you can't just show up to work and do like your own your own work all day and not focus on what you're supposed to be doing and that's a bit like a professional runner like you can't be doing everything outside of running that's going to prevent you from being a good runner during the week or like at the weekend whatever so definitely needs to be a balance but um so not back to the previous out to four o'clock in the morning and then up hungover to do the long run definitely not going back um because it's really hard work to do that let me tell you it's not easy doing 18 mile runs when you're hungover or up to 22 mile runs but um yeah a little bit of balance um so maybe i'll update you in a few days about yeah how things are going but um yeah i mean i'm excited it's it's definitely going to be different couple of weeks or months and i i, I don't know if I, like i tell you guys i don't know if it's the a, a really good thing or a solid thing or a shit thing because i'm going to miss altitude and lose fitness i don't know i can't tell you the answer to that yet um 
all I can tell you is I'm I'm doing what I feel I need to do to to sustain my career and to be better. You know, uh, Alan Story always always tells me a happy runner is a really good runner, and the happier you are in life, um, it's running's running. Okay, we all know this. Running is just running. And I love it. And I know you guys love it. And that's probably why you listen to this fucking podcast, because you're probably listening to hear something that's going to help you on your own running journey. And I hope you do. I really do. But there has to be a a balance and there has to be a level of happiness, underlying happiness, because running can become like a drug, like a need, like an obsessive drug. And we're then no different from any other drug abuser in the world. We're, we're no different because if you become obsessive about it, it can just consume you. And running should never be at the level that like you go do training and because it doesn't go exactly how you wanted it to, it affects the rest of your day or your week or you upset your wife because of it or your girlfriend or your son or daughter. It shouldn't be like that. Um, and if it is, take that step back slap yourself in the face and figure it out work it out that it comes back to being the thing that you love um and that's just life you know like it, it's easy to fucking give advice like that but who the fuck am i to talk um but yeah we're trying aren't we you know we're all gonna we're all gonna try a bit harder at, at making it fun and um i i know there's a demand with being a professional runner and it's it's fucking really difficult um but at the end of the day, it's just a job. It's it is a hobby, but it's just a job. If one of you guys called me up and told me that your job is making you fucking miserable, I would tell you to bounce tomorrow. So that's what I kind of that's where I got to. Maybe I wasn't enjoying my job as much as I should, and um, I think to be fucking good at something, you have to love it and and be happy doing it. I just I got to the point where I loved what I was doing. I, I said this on a run the other day. I should be able to tell people that I'm so lucky that I do the thing that I love most as my job and I get paid to do it. But I took it to a point where, yes, it was the thing that I love doing and, yes, it was my hobby, but it wasn't making me really happy. That's fucked up, isn't it? So it needs to get back to where, hey, guys, I'm Stephen Scullion, a professional runner. I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get to do the thing I love most and it makes me really fucking happy. I'm going to end on that because that's a really positive thing to say. So there you go, guys. Thanks for listening. You guys are all awesome. Take care. Bye-bye.